Welcome to the Thriving in the Word podcast. We are so happy to have you listening today, and it's a great conversation that we have as we dig deep in the Word. If you're enjoying the Thriving in the Word podcast, we'd invite you to like it on whichever podcast service you use, leave a comment, a rating, review, even share it on social media. Let your friends and family know about what we're doing here. We hope that you enjoy this edition of Thriving in the Word. Okay, so here we are back in the book of Zechariah. We're in chapters 8 through 14. I think this is going to be probably our final week uh, here, and then, and then we'll move on. Um, we don't have Johnny with us today, but we have uh, Lenny, Ben, Dave, myself, Judah, and we're going to just discuss what God has been showing us this past week as we've been reading uh, these chapters. So I'm just going to open it up. Anything stand out to you guys? This is ruthless, man. <laughs> just the ending of uh, Zechariah, I mean... It's kind of a little, uh, uh, you know, it's pretty graphic <laughs> how it ends, <laughs> you know, wrapping it up there. <laughs> I don't really know how to sum it up. <laughs> chapter 14, which is the last chapter of Zechariah, and just the first verse. Watch, for the day of the Lord is coming when your possessions will be plundered right in front of you. And we just had a prelude to this discussion talking about you know people what they want to do with money and and how greed can take over and but listen to this watch for the day of the lord is coming when your possessions will be plundered right in front of you mm-hmm. there, the, Ze- zechariah is saying or god is saying through zechariah there's no time to lose today is the day of salvation but we don't think like that we should but we don't we don't think that Today is the day of salvation. There's no time to lose. I have a reference on that. If we look at 2 Corinthians, and you don't have to go there, I'll read it for you. 2 Corinthians, chapter 6, verse 2. Now, now listen to this relative to that verse that I just read in 14.1 in Zechariah. This is Paul speaking in 2 Corinthians 6.2. For God says... At just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time, and that's in quotations, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. That's the same thing. He's saying the same thing. This is it. You're going to come and plunder. You're going to take everything from us, our possessions, right in front of us. They're worth nothing. And every day, more and more, I think about what is it all worth here on earth? It's nothing. It's just, if we, if we think more, it's, it's worth more than just helping us to get by to live our lives, then we are lost. If we understand that it's just, okay, we, we have some resources, we use them to the best that we can, we are stewards only of those resources. We don't own anything. We are merely stewards. We understand that, then we might be on the right path. If we think that Oh, yeah, I want to accumulate. I want to accumulate. It's like say, okay, I'm going to spend $80 a day, $100 a day on winning a lottery ticket. And when I win millions, I'm going to spend more because I want to just accumulate and accumulate. For what reason? I don't know if you guys ever think about that. I do now a lot. And I think, for what reason? What is it worth? What, what, What are you going to do with it? Right now is, uh, is uh, Elon Musk. Okay, well, you, like, okay, so you have Elon Musk, you got Jeff Bezos, you have uh, Bill Gates, all these rich people, yeah. and they always look for more ways to get more money. And it's like, I want to make enough money where I never have to worry about money again, 
and then I will move right out of the way and let somebody else come in and do the same thing. That's my attitude on it. Why did they like? Why more, 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 more? To who? To what? Why? You know, how many houses do you need? You can only live in one. You can only sleep in one bed at a time. You can only drive one car at a time. You can only, you know. It's where our government people, and again, bringing that in, just the people that run our government have got a lot of these politicians. I tried to understand why do they want to do this or why do they want to do that? And it doesn't matter. This is not a partisan comment. This is a bipartisan comment that what you're saying, Ben, is, you know, how many houses can you need? do you need? How many cars do you need? And so when I, I said, well, okay, a lot of these people are millionaires or multimillionaires that are in politics. What is it that they want? They want everything. They want more and more and more power, money. Greed is driving them. They want more and more. They want to control people. And they, by controlling people, they get more and more. I don't know to what end they think they're getting because if <laughs> people seem to forget sometimes and it's it's you know with with the passing of my mother-in-law recently again that and then my we have prayed for my my friend who's a plumber here in this building his brother at als and he passed away yesterday at 56 years old we we die we are finite creatures in 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 on this earth and if we have not accepted jesus christ and salvation and eternal life that's the end. What is all this? We don't have all of this in, in, in the next world. Even if you win that, you know, uh, $200 million, $300 million lottery or get enough just to get, you know, to, to have a comfortable life, so what? Well, it's what Scripture says. What does it profit a person to gain the whole world and lose their soul? Exactly. You know, I literally like, you know, read that this morning. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's 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 the, the pursuit of things. And why do people do that? Because they think that it brings satisfaction, but... The reality of it is, is that it it doesn't bring satisfaction. It just brings you know more more emptiness, oftentimes, and um, and you just think you know what do I need? You know, somebody asked a, a wealthy person once, said, uh, "How much is enough?" And they just simply said, "A little bit more." You know, it's like it's always it's like that that little bit more, that little bit more. You know, it, even what you said. Ben, I mean, a lot of people have expressed similar sentiments as that. All I need is just enough so I don't have to worry about it. But then your expenses go up. You say, well, if I had just a little bit more, then I could even live a little bit nicer. And then, you know, and it just becomes this perpetual expansion. It's like talking, you know, we've kind of been chatting about the, the lottery. I mean, I'm sure you, you know, people that hit it big, they've, they've done these studies about what their lifestyle is like 10 years after they <laughs> hit it big. Yeah, crash, crash and burn. Crash Most and of them, burn. They, end up, they, they end up bankrupt, yeah, yeah. Uh, worse condition than they were when they Absolutely. went in. Once in a while, you get the one where they actually do it right. Very one, one, rarely. Very, very rare from what I've read, and Judah is, is right. I will I will you know, corroborate what Judah just said. In reading that, it's just amazing. And, and I thought about it because people, a lot of times, they've never had that any type of substantial uh, sub, any substantial you know amount of money and then you got all the hangers on that come out of the woodwork that now are their entourage and before they know it they're buying all types of things and forget that oh we need to maintain it. it's like each of us own a home we buy a home or a car and, and that's the, the initial cost is a lot but then you've got maintenance right. and instead of maintaining cars and house all the time i think we might want to maintain our souls, right. which we don't do quite as much. And, and going back to what you said, Jude, about people having this much and then a little bit more, and you said they don't, they don't really have satisfaction. It goes back to your, your, your series that you're doing a couple weeks ago when I told you I took Colleen two weeks ago. 
and talking about joy uh, and there. And do we, and I don't mean us particularly, but anybody experience real joy? Who experiences real joy? I, I love to watch a person that I know has experienced real joy. And it doesn't come from, uh, you know, hitting the hard eight on the crap table or, uh, you know, hitting a lottery. That is not true joy. That's temporary I don't even know what you call it. It's even temporary satisfaction. It's, it's, it's temporary something, and then it dissipates. It's gone. Right. True joy doesn't come from that. I think the best way, the way I look at it, because this hit me one time, I used to be like a real big sports fan, and my team, they finally win the World Series. Mm. The next day, my life was exactly the same as it was the day before. Oh, you mean they didn't call you to come celebrate with them? No. <laughs> they didn't send me a check yeah. or nothing. That, that's it. They, you know, people get so into it. But it's I, your I got, team. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's your team, and I got to get on. The, and I'll jump, Lenny, and I'll jump in because I always thought about that, too. People, I'm not knocking sports for people who want to watch it. I'm not a big sports watcher professional. I do watch college, but and I may have said that before. But there it is, just what you just said. Uh, wait a minute. You know, I live and die with the Mets, or I live and die with this team or that team. Wait a minute. Did How do you know pay, it was the Mets? Do they? <laughs> I did. I, Good guess. Well, well, and I, became, uh, never mind. Sorry. I, I think about it and I say, wait a minute. You you love them so much. You got to. I can't. I got to watch. Got to. Do they? Do they send you a paycheck? Just what you right. said. I always thought about that. I go, are you on their payroll? I mean, you love them so much. Like, I, it's crazy. Go ahead. Lenny. I was only going to add that they called me. I went. They said not to invite them. <laughs> <laughs> so I, that was all I was, was going to add. Like, <laughs> we really are your team. <laughs> Nobody else is. My, um, my, my cousin, um, he went to UConn, and he's a huge UConn fan. And he lives in Arizona now, so not he can't he can't watch all the games. So he, sometimes he will go to the bar just because he knows the bar is going to show the game. And when he's at home, though, he's got a big screen TV, like a real big big screen TV. At least this he probably had a bigger one now. But when I when I lived down there, and he would pace back and forth with a newspaper in his hand. Mm. As if he was coaching the game. <laughs> yeah. And he would throw the paper and he would swear up and down when stuff <laughs> happened, or he'd cheer and jump up and down for joy when they scored. And it's yeah. like. So he breaks a TV, gets yeah. a bigger one, well, breaks that I one, had, gets I a bigger had, one, I had, breaks and that one. have friends like that, but there's a reason why they, you know, get, get into it that much and throw and break things because. They're betting money right. on the games. Exactly. And, and, and they're losing. Exactly. How can they do this? Oh, exactly. no. I, I was up, and then at the last minute, they kicked the field goal. This game is rigged. And they're, and they're going crazy. And, going, <laughs> yeah. and I never game bet on a rigged. game, so I don't <laughs> yeah. know uh, you know, what that feeling is. Don't get me wrong. I've played you know, games of chance, but uh, not with the mortgage money, not with right. the food money or anything Every like that. Every time you gamble money and you lose it, it's rigged. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is the smartest thing I'll ever say in my life. <laughs> but when you win. <laughs> but when you win, yeah. it's because it's it's, you're so skilled. <laughs> you're so lucky, or you are favored, or you're skilled. Well, I, I don't, don't know. know. One of Whatever my you want to think. <laughs> one of my favorite jokes from Artie Lang is uh, you will never make a sports game more interesting than when you bet double what you make in a year on it. <laughs> well, oh, boy. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, it's, it's sad. Please don't do bet any of your money. <laughs> and, and Whoever's listening, to, Yeah, going please. back to what I said before, <clears throat> excuse me, is we're willing to invest, as Judah alluded to, a person $80 a day in the lottery or somebody's willing to invest uh, uh, $100 a day in a slot machine at a casino every day, 
religiously, faithfully, every day, without deviation. Mm -hmm. But what are we willing to invest in our soul, exactly. as I asked yeah, before? Are we, are we willing to do that? Right, right. We, we don't have that kind of commitment to our soul, but we do to trying to win. Well, no, I'll, I'll just, you know, I could go to church on Sunday or, you know, I, I don't need to, I'll, you know, I, I, I said a prayer to God, but Look at the commitment you have to play in the lottery or, or gambling. If we're talking about gambling, seems to be our theme. We got <laughs> off on that pudding. We got to explain to people that we put a, a craps layout, a felt one, to uh, d uh, make the sound a little bit better here on our, our speaking. It's, it's what, what investment are we giving to ourselves, to our soul, to our spirit? Or taking that another step further, I mean, like with what I do in the church, it's like, hey, you know, be generous, give it to the church. At least then, then you're storing up treasure in heaven, right. you know, where, where you're advancing the kingdom of God and whatever else it's right. like, right. you know, rather than just trying to, to, to get it some kind of momentary gratification, it's like, Put it into get, something that lasts. But you're gonna you get know? more. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna get more. Gamble yeah. on Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a gamble, though. It's yeah, not a gamble. Not a gamble, exactly. Well, that's what they want to do, though. I'm trying to word it so it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one, one verse in 14 I thought was just funny was uh, was the, the the biblical evidence for zombies, right? And 14:12 says, "And the oh, Lord oh. will send a plague on all the nations that fought against Jerusalem." Their people will become like walking corpses, their flesh rotting away, their eyes will rot out of their sockets, and their tongues will rot in their mouths. Zombies. I'm like, I'm like yeah, it's like the, the walking dead right there. So. This, <laughs> that, 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 that's them at the slot machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. We've, we've talked about like how corrupt like the media industry is, so I think this should be a radio announcement that the media industry owes like church's money yeah. because this is where they got all their movies from. Or, uh, pl yeah. Is, is zombies. Exactly. <laughs> zombies are zombies real are real folks. <laughs> and so are unicorns I hear. 14.9 I highlighted my book says and the Lord will be king over all the earth. On that day, there will be one Lord. And I thought that was very important, that one, that piece there. On that day, there will be one Lord. His name alone will be worshipped. And I may have said this actually, if we reject Christ's sacrifice, if we don't accept Christ, there's no other way we can be reconciled to God. There's no other way. Yeah. We, we, we either accept Christ or we right. don't. There's no right. other name under right. heaven right. by which men are saved. Right. I, I I think I have a reference to that. I go back and forth on these, uh, if I may read it to you. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Now, it's just amazing. If people talk, and this just keeps coming to my mind because it was mentioned a long, a long time ago in our group here about what's the relevance of the Old Testament. And I know I keep bringing that up. So let me read 14.9 in Zechariah again. And the Lord will be king over all the earth on that day. There will be one Lord. His name alone will be worshipped. Now, Acts 4, verse 12. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which he must be saved. Right. It, I mean, it, it's it cross-reference if you want. Is there no relevance to the Old Testament? Yeah, <laughs> it's used in Acts here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and we've yeah. cross-referenced so many others. Right. And, and it just reiterates in the right. New Testament... Right that only Christ saved it. It's only Jesus. The only way we can be reconciled to God yeah. through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. yep. I was listening to a, a, a podcast yesterday with uh, Tony Morgan and Andy Stanley. And, you know, we're, 
you know, we're, we're, we're emphasize, we're, we're talking about the topic of people, you know, not investing where they need to. And it's interesting because I feel like what the Bible is teaching is to not think about modern day suggestions or modern day solutions. Mm. And then he, he, he was like, he summed it up really well. And he said that like, Jesus pretty much only gave two instructions, right? Or did two things. He would examine a person's heart and then bring immediate transformation. That is it, right? And then continue that to, to whoever you can do that to next, right? And so I feel like we've, we're so divided, like literally amongst our, even our own beliefs of what we think we want, right? With what will bring us like salvation, bring us true joy, and it's scary to think that um, I've definitely placed a lot of my joy in worldly things, right? And and we need to be careful because we're, we're playing with our souls. Like, this is what we're talking about here. Like, this is, our souls are in jeopardy. That's what we're gambling. That is real, yeah. right? We can lose our soul, right? It's not a gamble to, like, choose Jesus. Yeah. But if you want to continue to live on this lifestyle that's not really bringing you happiness... Yeah, it's a, Jesus is a sure bet. It's right. Like, it's like if you put fifty dollars on pass and fifty on don't pass, right. you're going to win. Right. Right. Or is there a way you can lose in that too? If you put it on pass and what bet? And also don't pass the same amount of money. Uh, you probably lose a little bit. Okay, so you still lose. The way the odds are. Bad illustration, Ben. Bad. Casinos are, wow, they're rough, man. Well, that's what I'm saying, Ben. We want to uh, we want to be reconciled to God. We have to. Uh, we have to put our faith, our, our trust, our belief in Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, all the all the good tips you gave on blackjack, notwithstanding, that's not going to do it. We we, we need to we need to, as Lenny just said, the word uh, you were listening to. Who was it? Uh, Morgan. Uh, t- Tony Morgan. Yeah, Tony Morgan. The word you said though, invest. What what you you, you know? I just want to expound on it a little bit. Uh, what are we investing in? Are we investing in, again, along this gambling thing, lottery or slot machines or, or material things in our Are we investing in that or are we investing again in our souls? You, you bring it around every time, Dave, about making like, the Bible relevant. And Judah brought up, like, yeah, zombies, careful, folks, they're real. But, <laughs> but, 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 but watch this. Metaphor, meta, no, no, metaphorically speaking, though, I, when I was like— in the world and gambling with my soul, I felt like a zombie. I was tired all the time, angry, all the time, depressed, all the time, crying, broke, had no money, would take my money and put it in things that wouldn't make me money, but would give me five minutes of joy over and over for, for years. Can I correct that? Five minutes of joy or five minutes of pleasure? Pleasure, not joy. Pleasure. You, there you pleasure, go. Thanks right? for the correction. Because, I just yeah, want to say that's not I the would same. Think it would be pleasure only because right, I've right. done the same sure, thing. Sure, sure, yeah, sure. It, yeah, it certainly that, wasn't joy. No, definitely not. Definitely not. I, I, I was miserable. I was miserable. I was miserable, man. And and you know what? When I started to dedicate my life to Christ, when I invested in and in, in what actually you know exposed the ugliness that like I never really want anybody to see. But when I gave it to Jesus, he was just like, hey, that's, that's not who you are. But I'm going to take all that, and I'm going to forgive you of all of it, and that's it. Yeah. White as snow. I want everybody to listen closely. When you, what Jesus, when he forgives you, he makes you as clean as, as white as snow. 
when you look at it this coming winter, that's how pure he makes you when he, he, he wipes you of your forgiveness, like when he forgives you of your sins, mm. right? And, and so the, the, the plague, it, it, it's, gonna, it's, it's coming when Jesus arrives, when he's on the scene and he's preparing the new Jerusalem. Well, you're talking about the purity. We talked about it last week some, but the Zechariah 3, I'm 13, 9, says, I'll bring that group through the fire and make them pure. I'll refine them like silver and purify them like gold. They'll call my name and I'll answer them and I'll say, these are my people, and they will say, the Lord is our God. And just <clears throat> that the refining process always requires heat, right? It always requires difficulty. It always requires going through something. But we go through that in order for God to refine us, to purify us, to make us holy, to make us uh, in his image, so that we reflect his image, his love, his mercy, his grace, his uh, justice to the people around us. So, so yeah, I mean, it, it's like with all of this stuff, I mean, um, where are we putting our, investing our time, our energy, our resources? Are we doing it in the, the perishable? Are, are we doing it into the things that ultimately don't last are we storing our treasure in heaven are we uh investing in things that that matter are we uh living our lives in such a way that impacts the world for good or are we just pursuing our own temporary moments of pleasure as dave corrected because people they're they're seeking something and i've, I've mentioned this a lot lately the american dream is what life liberty and happiness but is it? It's not. It's the pursuit of happiness. Mm -hmm. So all they can guarantee you mm -hmm. is a pursuit. Mm -hmm. All they can say is, we'll let you chase it. And we're not going to bother you while you chase it. Mm -hmm. But you're probably not going to get it. Maybe you <clears throat> go to the casino and get a few moments of elation. Maybe you, you know, do something else. Maybe you you pursue something. Maybe maybe you're into uh, uh, extreme sports and you, you jump off a... Uh, a cliff and 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 you know throw a parachute out and you have these moments of exhilaration but it doesn't last you know it's it, it's all short-lived you know you're you're just trying to live your life to get something uh but you're looking in all the wrong places for it you know it's like there's this this lure saying oh oh it's over here it's over here mm -hmm. <clears throat> but the devil's a con artist you know the the, the devil's like mm -hmm. Like uh, like these carnies at the fair where, mm -hmm. where you walk by and the guy's like, hey, come over here, come over here, come over here. Shoot the star out with the little machine gun. I got hustled BBs, hard. So <laughs> I got hustled hard once. Oh, man, those guys. You know, yeah, ruthless. I mean, they're like, you know, come hit the little thing and make the frog jump on the lily pad and come do this and come do that. And, and oh, you know, when, when, the, when the giant pink bear for your girlfriend, <laughs> it'll make your life complete. You know, but in that moment, you're but like. they said this giant yeah, one, not yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you got that one. You, got, you can trade it in and play a few more times. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, my life will be complete when I get the giant teddy bear. And and it's like, and it's not. You just leave feeling like, you know, well, okay, I just blew money on something pointless, you know. Right. But and, and the point that I'm getting at is that we're being lured to it. You're being hustled. <clears throat> and the world is luring and hustling, saying, hey, come over here, put your money here, put your energy here, put your attention here. Put your mm. desires here. Mm. We'll give you what you want, and and it's it becomes like endless ad. Yeah, it becomes <laughs> like uh, like what, what what is it in uh, in Pinocchio? Um, uh, 
Fantasy Island or Pleasure Island. Pleasure Island. Yeah, Pleasure Island. It's the pursuit of pleasure. Come here, smoke the cigars and gamble and do all the things that your parents wouldn't let you do. And and it's like in the end, it's not pleasurable at all. They end up being trapped. Yeah. And and, and as you're saying this, I'm thinking it started at the beginning. You know, Adam was duped and and convinced that, okay, you know, you get this and you're going to get pleasure. You're not going to get joy. You're going to get pleasure. God doesn't want you to have pleasure. He doesn't want you to have this. And and from there, what did we get from that? From these, if we if we just look back from material things, from just being able to self satisfy ourselves, self gratification. What did we get? As they say, the wages of sin are what? Death. death. We got death. Prior to that fall, there was no death. We didn't have that. We didn't have pain and suffering. There, there wouldn't have been any disease, anything. But because of the self-gratification of a person and it's passed down, I, I, I know we'll end up going back to some of the letters of Paul. But yesterday, uh, a young girl you know, she, I, that I work with sometimes, she asks, uh, you know, they, she goes to a Christian school and they were studying uh, a, a, a specific line, a couple lines in Romans. So I, I, I did... Um, I, I helped her out with the explanation of it. just want to read, read this to you because this, this is what it's all about. It's, it's a section in Romans uh, 5, uh, verse, verse 5, and it, and it talks about the subtitles, Adam and Christ contrasted, all right? And, and I'm just, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it says, for the sin of this one man, this is verse 17, I'm picking up on, Adam caused death to rule over many. But even greater, if people could read this, if people could understand it, even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness for all who receive it in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. So Adam brought death, Christ brought life. And then it goes on in 18 and says, yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, But Christ's one act of righteousness on the cross brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Uh, I mean, we have a choice. Like everything else, God has given us a choice. That stuck out to me. I appreciate you allowing me to read that. I I, I read it all last night. I was going through it and trying to give a, a, a good explanation to this young girl. And I thought, I said, we have a choice. We have a choice. We didn't have death prior, but we have it now. But but Christ has obliterated death mm-hmm. and given us, mm-hmm. if we follow the path of Christ, if we lead people as we're supposed to do along that path of Christ, we have healing, we have salvation, mm-hmm. and we have eternal life. That's right. Yeah. I, I want to read uh, good. Zechariah 14, 16 to the end. In the end, the enemies of Jerusalem who survived the plague will go to, up to Jerusalem each year to worship the king and the Lord of Heaven's armies uh, and to celebrate the festival of shelters. Any nation in the world that refuses to come to Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of Heaven's armies will have no reign. If the people of Egypt refuse to attend the festival, the Lord will punish them with the same plague that he sends on the other nations who refuse to go. Egypt... On the other nations will, Egypt and the other nations will all be punished if they don't go to celebrate the festival of the shelters. On that day, on, 
on that day, even the, the harn, harness uh, bells of the horses will be inscribed with these words, holy is the Lord, and the cooking pots in the temple of the Lord will be as sacred as the basins used beside the altar. In fact, every cooking pot in Jerusalem and Judah will be holy in the Lord of heaven's armies. And all who come to worship will be free to use any of these pots to boil their sacrifices. And on that day, there will no longer be traitors in the temple of the Lord of the heaven's armies. And I, but, but what, what, what struck me is 21, the, the speaking of the cooking pots. Um, I, I got this impression uh, just now reading it over and over again that we don't have to like sacrifice here no more, right? Like imagine no longer feeling like you have to sacrifice anything else here because your soul is free to be able to do, to serve God and, and, and just be free of, of doing whatever you'd like, right? Like to have free reign in God's kitchen. Like that, that I, I think that, that struck me because for whatever reason, I, I got this feeling yesterday. I was trying to find my wife. I couldn't find her. Like, it was really weird. Like, I, I was outside, and then she, she pulled into the driveway, but she happened to be sitting in the car, and it was super dark, and she was talking on the phone. I, could, I was calling in the house. I'm like, here's the, hey, you know, like, <laughs> the basement. I'm like, it's and I, I panicked. Outside, I, I panicked for a moment. Mm. I did. Yeah. I'm like, where's my heart? I had to check it for a moment. And you know what? Like, I think like that sometimes because it is that serious. Like, are, is your soul ready when Jesus comes? Because I love my wife and I didn't want to be left behind without her. Like, I love God that much. And my, like, to think that like, God loved, that, that my wife loved God more than I did. That's why she went, right? Like, I will, my, my joy comes from God. And uh, there's a lot at stake, you know? It's good. Good tears. These, these tears are joy because... Now I'm, I'm, I'm free. I'm free to express myself and I'm free because I have truth within my heart and within my mind and no one can take it away from me. And that's what investing in your soul looks like. And thanks for letting me uh, have some tears. Mm -hmm. Whew. All right, good. Anything else stand out to you guys before we uh, close this up? One more thing that I would point out, and I'm not going to refer to a certain verse, but throughout 14, and in a lot of Zechariah, but certainly 14, we've talked about this before, the national pride that the Israelis had, that the Israelites had, the Judah and Israel, the countries, and the national prejudice they had. And Zechariah, or God, at least through Zechariah, is reminding us uh, in, 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 he's reminding the people in Zechariah at the time, but certainly we need to take this to heart. And we've talked about it before, but I, I always think it bears repeating, is that um, we have to reach out into all areas of society. So the Israelites are, you know, Judah and Israel, the two sections of it, they, they were so nationalistic and so, like, because we're the chosen people and, and they look down upon other people. We've seen that so many times, but... God is open for everybody who wants him, who wants to seek him. And, and we, uh, they at that time, and we at this time, we, we have a responsibility to extend 
God's invitation to all people, do we not, to minister, to, to go out? And, I mean, it's, it's, it's like Thrive Church. It's everybody's welcome. Come as you are and leave changed, hopefully. Uh, but we have to extend God's invitation to salvation to everybody, not just to people we know and that we like and, and that are like us, uh, that look like us or act like us or think like us. It, it's this salvation which came through the blood of Jesus Christ is for everyone. And we can't hold that into ourselves like the like yeah. like Judah did or Israel did back then and say, you know, well, this is just for us, just nationalistic. No, we have to spread it out. And as we know, when we get into the New Testament again, Paul did that with the Gentiles. And him and Peter had arguments over that for, for some time. But they finally understood, okay, Peter's going to go out and preach this gospel of Jesus Christ and salvation to everyone. Gentiles meaning everyone. So that's my last thought on this, that we've got to keep in mind and remember that God's kingdom, that God's grace, that his salvation, the the salvation that you can gain by the blood of Jesus Christ is open to everybody. You don't have to be a particular race, color, creed, believe, anything. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. 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 100%. Um, you know, one thing that that I'll just kind of bring out to uh, wrap some of this up is just this idea of, of remembering things, I guess. Um, you know, one of the verses that Lenny said, and it's kind of in the conclusion of this, about uh, in the end, enemies of Jerusalem who survived the plague will go to Jerusalem each year, worship the king, the Lord of heaven's armies, and to celebrate the festival of shelters. And it continues on talking about the... Uh, the festival of, of shelters and the festival of shelters was uh, was a seven day festival where they would build like these little tents and they would go and they would live in them and and, and there's a lot of speculation as to you know what it all means now but but in the original origins of it it was uh, similar to Passover but it was reminiscing of them wandering in the wilderness living in intense and they would do that and they would have these um certain offerings that they would do and and often it would also require or it would encourage them to um to show hospitality to someone and and, and there was like these these elements of it and uh through that i just think that the reason why it's such a big deal here is because it's, it's the remembering in this case it's it's the remembering the wandering which is kind of a, an interesting thing, you know? And, and, you know, I know that we're new creation in Christ Jesus, but sometimes it's good to remember the wandering. It's good to remember the where we were versus where God has brought us. And, mm -hmm. and this was something that, that they celebrated as, a, uh, as, as their thanksgiving, really, giving thanks to God for where they are now. Hey, we're living in homes now, but we're going to go stay in these tents because that's where we once were. And, uh, and it's just good for us to look back. I know sometimes it's easy for people, especially as you've been on the journey of following Christ for a long time, to start feeling like, is anything different? Is anything changing? Is anything better? I mean, because here I am following Jesus and I'm still getting sick and I'm still having financial issues and I'm still this and that. But it's like that, 
that festival of shelters is the remembering of where you were before mm-hmm. and uh when when you were wandering and i think it's it's important for us to remember where we were when we were wandering remember where we were mm-hmm. before we had uh direction in life that we have now mm-hmm. remember what it was like to be wandering aimlessly in the wilderness not knowing where your next meal would come from it's important for us to remember what it was like when we were chasing the pursuit of happiness by fulfilling it with um you know whatever number of of means that we tried to use to dull the pain momentarily or to crowd out the noise of living life so that we didn't have to actually contemplate real significant issues and uh and i think that for us it's it's important to to remember that you know and to say you know what god has done good things you know i i it's, it's hard to see it in the day-to-day. And I think for the Jewish people, you know, it's hard to see it. It's like, oh, you know, we're, we're prospering, we're living life, we're making money, we're, we're, we're doing okay, but I'm not doing as good as the guy next door. And, you know, and, and he's got the latest, you know, camel, and I don't have that, you know, and, and whatever <laughs> else. And then, and then it's like, oh, we got to go live in the tents for a week. Mm. And then it's like, oh, wait a minute. And this kind of sucks. But this was our life before. And look where God has brought us. And so I don't know, just kind of stood out to me that, that he's saying, hey, I want you to, to celebrate this. And it's just that remembrance. But you can have freedom in those old tents now. Yeah. Right. Well, now, because yeah, now, we can. now. Right. Because when I like those old tents, if you would have asked me to like go like talk to people about Jesus in those tents, I would have been scared to. Yeah. Now I've been able to have confidence to do so. But then when the. When Jesus and when God does come and we do get to, you know, have eternal life, we get to, like you said, wander, but like without being afraid. Yeah, I I thought of something as you were saying that then I also I agreed that's important and I didn't pick that up. Speaking of the festival of shelters, I knew what it was, but that is interesting mm. concept to remember where you were. And then to, you know, to, and then where we, where we are now, where, where we're headed. And I remember uh, you were mentioning some terms of wandering and generality. And, and, uh, hmm. and it reminds me of, okay, where, where I was, and mm. I'll speak for myself, and, you know, where I'm at now, which is a lot different. And there was a motivational speaker. I don't know if anybody remembers. His name was Zig Ziglar. Oh, yeah. Mm. And so Zig Ziglar would say, what do you want to be in life? Do you yeah. want to be a wandering generality? Or a meaningful specific, and and mm. it made me think of that there. And I'm thinking to myself, at one point I was a wandering generality. <laughs> I was like, where the heck am I in my life? Because I I didn't, I wasn't focused on Christ. I was, and I've become more of a meaningful specific. I'm not a hundred percent, but I'm a lot more closer to that line. Mm. And so when he he you know he used that for certain reasons, and I remembered that. So yeah, another famous good. Zig Ziglar quote is. The fastest way to get everything you want in life is to help other people get what they want in life. Mm. <sighs> and and it's true. He said, right. stop yeah. worrying about where you yeah. want to be yep. and start help, helping yep. somebody else be where they yep. want to be. Absolutely. And and then yep. you'll get there. That you know? has worked so. so much in my life. That, that being said, uh, let's start next week in Malachi. Malachi. Malachi, the Italian prophet, um, and there's four chapters there, and we will uh, we'll read that uh, several times this coming week. We'll get back together again next week and begin our discussion. And we're in the home stretch now, man. Like we, this has been a, a quite quite a journey. The minor prophets, and um, this is the uh, the 
the gift nobody asked for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We're like, going to have a celebration. It's, been, it's been, been quite a journey. Yeah, we should have some kind of celebration in getting through it. So, um, But a lot of great stuff in there. But we invite you to join us next week as we begin our discussion in the book of Malachi. Well, we hope that you enjoyed our discussion today on the Thriving in the Word podcast. We invite you to leave a rating or a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Also consider sharing it on social media. We can't wait to be back together with you at the Thriving in the Word podcast.